jobs number at 8.30? Does anybody really care? Should we even cover it? This market doesn't care. It just wants to go up. We'll cover it, folks. I know you love hearing up the price action. We'll see what we'll see what it does, what it means for the Fed. Uh, big beat by Lulu. That's crazy chart. We're going to have a good debate on that one. Sentinel 1 might be Sentinel 0 here. We got some other earnings to cover. Even though earnings season is almost over, there's some big stocks reporting. CC Legator at 815 to prep us on the options market. This is Friday. We're fired up on pre-market prep. Mitch, hit that intro. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, let's get the show on the road. S&P's up 20 and a quarter handles, 42.48 and a quarter. Caught a bid right off that 6 p.m. open. It's official. I'm wrong. The high of the year is not in. The buck is down 8 cents after taking a little haircut yesterday at 103.41. Bonds up 6 ticks, just over 129. Crude trying to find a home in the 70 handle, up a buck 22 at 71.32. Gold flat at 1995.70. Silver diverging down just a penny, 23.98. And Bitcoin, that's just hanging out. That's up $255 at 27,180. Let's bring in Triple D, Triple D. Here we are. <clears throat> New highs for the year. Yeah. Headed into the. Does anybody. I mean, is. Who cares about the Fed? Who cares about inflation? Who cares about the jobs report? Pretty much. Let's They're just... in full. We're in full bull mode here. The bulls are in control. Again, yesterday, you got to like the impressiveness because it wasn't just led by the NASDAQ. Mm-hmm. It was led by a lot of other stocks as well. IWM had a good day. A lot of beaten down names had a good day. Macy's turned it around like we predicted and closed yep. green. I mean, they were going. they were going in. And they were buying some of the other laggers. They weren't buying AAP. Now that, you know, forget about that one. They weren't really buying Foot Locker. So there's two that are just, you know, seem to be on death spirals here. But overall, they were buying other sectors yesterday. And that's the first time we've really seen that, you know, in a while where they're buying kind of everything across the board. So they came in with their dip buying shoes on from the previous day and they were buying across the board. All right, Money Mitch is going to steer the boat here because we got our guest CC Legator coming on at 8.15, and we got a slew of earnings reports here. They just, earnings season never dies. And uh, Mitch, how you doing this morning? Uh, you you lose the first game to the Nuggets. It's going to be a tough series. That it is. But but anyways, hey, you made it there. You're right. So uh, should we start with Lulu Lemon or Sentinel Zero? Well, I'm going to really quickly let let's just get, get through some of the macro really quickly. Macro, of course, macro the, the Senate passed the, the Fiscal Responsibility Act preventing the first ever U.S. default. The truth is, what default was going to happen? Did anyone really think that the default was going to happen? I mean, let's just be honest. This was all like kind of political games. It gets worse, then it gets better. That's what we talked about uh, last week, and you could clearly see it. Now it's a lot better. Um, the only question is, was it priced in? And you could see it yesterday. It felt like it wasn't. It felt like things were starting to rise. Um, and then one thing to also keep in mind is we do got an OPEC Plus meeting this weekend. So pay attention, all those oil traders out there. Will OPEC Plus cut production again? That's the question. And, of course, that can change the price of oil. That can change the price of the oil stocks and turn things around. So keep your eyes out for that. All right. Um, I'll get us out and right into the earnings. Sure. That's kind of the macro talk. We don't have to go too much into that. Just keep your eyes on oil. Well, the jobs, 830. So and some jobs. things might change. It can move the market. Um, jobs, 
used to be the most important number of the month, but since we've been in this inflation CPI, fight here for yeah. the last year, it's been the CPI number, obviously. But jobs is important, so it will move. It will be market moving at eight thirty. So we'll come back to that, you know, in a few minutes. Let's go to those earnings. All right, let's go to Lulu. Who has some Lulu products? Let me know in the chat. Let's get to it. Lulu Athletica here reporting their Q one EPS at two dollars and twenty eight cents. Beats the dollar and ninety-eight cent estimate. Sales at two point zero billion. Beat the one point nine two billion estimate. They see Q two EPS to two dollars forty-seven cents to two dollars and fifty-two cents versus a two dollars and fifty cent estimate. It also sees fiscal year twenty-three EPS to eleven dollars and seventy-four cents to eleven dollars and ninety-four cents on the high end. Now, one thing I did see though in the earnings is that inventories are increasing here about 24% compared to the first quarter of 2022. Is this a little bit of a warning sign? Um, and market doesn't think so. Market just says, oh, this is a oh. retail that actually reported a decent quarter because we've seen every other retail report disasters here. So they were pricing in a disaster. This thing was down like nine days in a row here too. We gave <laughs> yeah, Target all the love. And just quietly, Lululemon was straight down nine days into it. Well, look at this. One earnings report, it gets all the losses oh, back. Crazy. Boom, in one report. Target's not going to do that. Sorry. But Lululemon does. Um, naturally, I'd want to fade this. The problem is this kind of market, when the momentum gets going in one direction, it is trendy, especially off these earnings reports. I mean, you can look at Viva Systems yesterday. It had all kinds of resistance, 184 to 185. Did not matter. Blew through that. Like, no problems at all. Rocket ship mode. Lululemon is in rock chip mode here too, but it's not a tech stock. So I'm going to respect the 375 to 380 area. Joel, you were going to mortgage the house on this trade. Yeah, I don't want to get too opinion on this one, too opinionated on this one. But I mean, come on, you, you how many people are getting their money back? I mean, you have a move. Oh, they all are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could look at it a couple ways. I mean. Oh, first of all, like if you didn't sell when it was up there at what three, almost three ninety, and you rode it lower, you gotta be, you gotta be licking your chops here at three seventy five. If you had bought the dip on day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or ten, you got, you're, you're banking. I mean, you're like, why would you wait? I mean, Dennis, what, what, what's the size out there in, in this market? Oh, it's I, I don't. Liquid. You get out of this thing within fifty cents. It's liquid. 50, like like ten thousand shares. You don't see any stock with ten thousand shares unless you're trading Siri, S I R I or B A C. Nobody shows ten thousand shares on the bed unless it's like one of those really thick mega caps. Yeah. So man. you don't see that anymore. But if you want to work out of ten thousand shares, if I you gave me a ten thousand share order trying to work it right now, I think I could work it out by two seventy four. So fuck. Three seventy four. I think I could. Work oh it out by man, I wish. I, wish I could I see. Would. I could see a thousand shares in there, but you work it. <laughs> yeah, there's, now. there's well, absolutely now, somebody just no tried. way. Somebody just you... tried and called my bluff. The institution's like, I got a ten thousand. Was that you, Joel? Was that <laughs> what, you? What it? Just what boom, down to three seventy four. There goes the old ones. Bunch of odd lots. Add them all up. Both fifteen hundred shares traded there. You got to work it a little better than that. You got to feed it slowly. Dennis, I was just gonna make the biggest bet that there's absolutely <laughs> no way that you can get out of ten thousand shares over three seventy four. There's uh, no way. Too, I'm, I'm actually a little tried. disappointed you in you. I'm a little disappointed you work in those you. Orders. No, you can't. I worked on it. You only work years that cheating crap. you, Can work it. you think you can work out of 10,000 shares of Lulu Lab? Now, well, there you go. Because you just hit the bed. Good job, Dennis. Famous versus <laughs> traded. God, am I disappointed in you today? I, I'm telling I was you. in a good mood, and then you have to make a comment like that. <laughs> man, oh, man. Oh, what did I? All these years of teaching you. And it's gone in 60 seconds. So, some institution was listening, and they literally tried when I said that. But they didn't know hope. <laughs> <laughs> got to work it a little easier. Like, you have to feed it slowly. Don't show your hand. Just a little yeah. feeding, 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 yeah. feeding. Um, one thing feed that I want to put on the r radar here is that I know Lulu, um, isn't that, you know, people that go to the gym? Have you guys taken a look at Planet Fitness lately? That's Sit falling down. off the wagon, man. Really? Yeah, man. There's a recession coming. <laughs> That's what might Just be not it, for tech. man. And, and, and look at that. Look at that chart. That's telling me something. And then if, of course, if people are not going to be going to the gyms, 
and we're going to have, you know, people trying to worry about necessities. Is Lulu a stock that I wouldn't really have? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Wow, right. look at that planet. Fit I don't want to have any retail. So the full disclosure is I still own zero retail stocks. Now that I sold my coals on that last bump, I'm pretty sure I own zero retail in my long-term portfolio. Nothing, not even Walmart. So you know what I want in my long-term portfolio is 100% tech because that's what's working. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit of tech, not enough. I wish it was 100% tech. I got these dividend payers. Those suck. So you want those? What you want is tech. That's All right, let's works. go. Let's get more earnings in. Sorry about let's that. Let's go rant, to Broadcom. Uh, let's start talking about Broadcom. This was an interesting one. Of course, it's been on a big move. I, I felt like it didn't move that much on earnings, but no. of course, we'll hear a little bit more about it from Dennis here. Adjusted EPS, $10.32, beats the $10.08 estimate. Sales of $8.73 billion beat the $8.71 billion estimate. And they see Q3 revenue, $8.85 billion versus an $8.72 billion estimate. Um, interesting. It looks like it didn't do anything because you're seeing here is like, oh, it's up five bucks, 0.64%. This did nothing. This was actually pretty wild on the report. It went up initially, a little mini spike, and then they took it down to 770. Then they decided, no, no, we like it. And they took it up to 820. Then the conference call happened and Jim Cramer tweeted that he liked it. And that was the death spiral then because then it went straight down to 770. And they came all the way back up to 795. So the expected move on this puppy was actually 60 bucks. So it was quite high. It was even over $60. It was about $65. I don't know who had expected to move on Broadcom to 65. I guess it's because we had those crazy 100 point days, but typically this doesn't move that. That premium is going sucked right out of there. So call buyers lose, put buyers lose, option buyers are all losing on this. Um, obviously, you know, I had about a 50 point range go from the 778 20, but didn't even come close to testing either end of that expected range here. We're gonna get our buddy CC Legator who talks this all the time. I just say AVGO, it's still got the AI story here, so it's gonna be hard for this stock to go down much on dips. You're gonna find buyers twice down at 770. You've already found buyers here now. I think that continues just because it's got the AI story going for it now, and people are tooting its horn on an 18 PE. So AI story 18P, not much to not like. It's a this is a very tough chart. Uh, so I'm just I'm gonna throw out the high, throw out the low, and I'd see uh, you know from the pre-market trading. And I like I like the 787.50 level on the downside that splits the lows from the last two sessions. Uh, I wouldn't want to see it go red, you know, if I was long the thing and just wanted to see it, you know, make the move. And I'd look for the two-day close on the upside, 807.96, and then the uh, all-time closing high at 812.73. Yeah, let's sneak in uh, MongoDB before we go to CC here. All right, let's do it here. They got adjusted EPS here of 56 cents beats the 19 cent estimate. Sales of 368.28 million beat the 347.15 million estimate. They do see Q2 revenues at 388 to 392 million versus a 361.59 million estimate. So really good Q2 revenue outlook here. And then also saying in the earnings call, well positioned to gain from AI applications. AI, 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 AI right? That's you all you got to say, baby. You got to say it. You're a tech stock. You got to drop it like 20 times in a call. That's how it works. AI, oh yeah, MDB, AI, yeah, yeah. Bye, 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 algos. I mean, it's going to be bad chart. when AI takes over the markets because they're all just going to buy on AI. So you think it's bad now. Wait till the AI actually starts really trading the markets here. Be like, oh yeah, AI, bye, bye, bye. We like that. Skype. I'm just waiting for a call from Jason to say, you know what, we don't need you guys anymore. We got Robo the AI advisors. Guys. Yeah, we got the AI analysts. They yes. on there. Pre-market high. Skynet. Were they going to change this show to pre-market prep with Skynet? Uh, pre-market high 78.45 three say you will always want to see it take out the pre-market high and keep on going next target after that 390.84 i don't know where to buy this thing on the dip looks like you had some uh after hours buyers at 360 uh temporarily so i'll call that one and a half star support people are hating on my hair here and the one question is if we crash and go straight down will i shave my head and go bald we crash 20% from here, I'll shave my head and go bald. 
Love it. Love it. I like it. I'll do it. it. I'll be like Mitch. A bald... And then you guys can't complain Jeez. about my hair. I've been, I've been waiting for a bald it's, Dennis, man. It's looking great today. Dennis, look at this that... hair. You got to get a summer cut. I got man. the AI. They want me to wear then, a baseball right, cap. CC. I got Let's the AI hair going on here. Now you're getting in trouble. Keep us on the rails, CC. How's it going? <laughs> it's going. I don't know if it's going well, but it's going. I mean, we came Mitch, off the rails here a few times. Mitch, bring I us apologize. back. The... Talk expected moves. Oh, CC, you're gonna do that to me? Talk you're gonna do craziness. it to me, man? I want to go back to AVGO, and I don't want to talk. Got the nugget. CC, okay. I want to go back to AVGO. Yeah, and I don't want to talk the earnings. I want to talk the pre-earnings move because oh, you yeah. see what this thing did. It went from seven hundred. Yep. To $920 in two days. This is a stock that moves around like 10 bucks, 12 bucks. The AI story grabbed it and just ran with it. Yep. There's got to be some money made in, in some options there for these sneaky AI plays. Yeah. Because there's was... no way anybody was pricing a $200 move on AVGO a week and a half ago. Yeah, it's crazy. So, and then you go into the earnings and the options market has no idea how to price that after what the stock just did. Right? Yeah. So, like, as you said, I think it was like an 8% expected move you yeah. know, going into earnings, and it's basically unchanged. Um, yeah. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't know, you know, how to price in that earnings when a stock has done something like that. And you, I guarantee you, there were people on the market making side that got totally caught off guard with that move into earnings. You know, I mean, there's a couple of, there's a bunch of charts that look like that if you look back at May. Right, which is really kind of fascinating because at the at that time the market was essentially still going sideways, and then all of a sudden you were getting thirty percent moves in some of these you know names like you know <laughs> all the ones mentioning AI, right? And so you know at that point you're, you know the options market is getting completely caught off guard on those moves higher, and then you're going into earnings and you're like I don't know eight percent. Like they have no clue at that point, right? Because if you look at that range, it had just come down into earnings too, right? After yeah. that huge move higher. So yeah, I would not be envying, you know, being a market maker that got plugged with a lot of gamma going into that. It's going to be a rough Friday. They're making it back though today, I guess here, because it's only moved $3 here now. So yeah. I mean, they had the move, the pre-move, so they're getting some of it back here, but yeah. You know, obviously the run over that they would have had a week in, or four days ago when it went from the 700 to 900 was crazy. So well, what no, the other thing I just was thinking about is it might be indicative of, you know, this is I think the last time I was on here, we were talking about very low vol in the market and what uh -huh. that kind of, you know, turns into in a day to day trading environment. And we were talking about you know, how it just basically is like a slow grind higher. If you see the VIX at like, you know, right, I mean, it's a practically 15 today. Um, it's generally the sign of a market that's going to be a slow, gr slow grind higher. And what that AVGO story kind of tells me is you have these story stocks, it might be expanding a little bit beyond AI, right? <clears throat> the, the, that's clearly a story stock where earnings didn't matter, right? So that was that move by Broadcom and by AMD and by NVIDIA and all really it, you're you've sort of detached yourself from actually what's happening at the company right now. Mm -hmm. And it's all about the potential for AI and things like that. And so that might be something to like look out for across the market. If that if that started to expand and expand, you know, further into tech, obviously you're seeing it in Google and names like that. But at some point, people stop caring about like the earnings themselves. And they're just like, you know, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, the not necessarily the meme stock era. But there's you see these little eras where or the SPAC era oh, where it's it's sort of just detached from reality a little bit for a while. And that yeah. could be indicative of that. Nobody cared about Broncon's earnings. It's an interesting point. Like yeah. they already had the AI story in there. They yeah. already kind of pumped it on the AI story. So you know, was it going to go up, you know, like crazy like that on the earnings again? Maybe not. So maybe there is an opportunity when these things have their move pre-earnings. Totally. To and maybe you, be writing some premium into it. Yeah. And I think you made the point that there were, there was going to be buyers below, right? Yeah. If they completely whiffed. People would be like, oh, this is my chance. I'd missed this move yeah. this month. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that kind of, again, that just dampens, 
you know, that kind of reaction to an event like that. I would have been a buyer below. If that thing got down yep. to 750, I was probably shoving it in my long-term portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> like I did with like, CRM yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, like sales. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I always say that about NVIDIA, right? It seems like NVIDIA, whatever the, whatever the hot story is, you know, it seems like NVIDIA is always right in the middle of it, right? Because they were in the middle of crypto. They're in the middle of obviously gaming. They're in the middle of yeah, now they're in the middle point. of AI. They're just always in the like. I don't know if they're like better than everybody else or just better marketers, but they I seem mean, to always get into the middle of every story. Yeah, I would so just I, say like I'm always bummed that I didn't buy it, you know, on some dip, you know. You know, it's just like look into your computer, right? Like it can't mm-hmm. work without a graphics card. And let's yeah. just be honest, it's exactly. only NVIDIA there that kills it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's some others that make graphics card. But that's the truth. And I think that if we're going to go further and further, what? We're going into more computing power. We've all seen it. I mean, look at what our phones can do nowadays. So NVIDIA is going to be there. I mean, that's almost like a given. It's just more of a question of what valuation we're going to give them. Right. And you can see. It's definitely getting out of the waters right now. I'll kick it to you, Joel. What do you got for us? Uh, we're on the line with CC Legator. He's the founder of tools.optionai.com. Uh, been uh, giving us a pretty accurate assessment of the market here over the last few months. I just want to go a little bit broad here with the market. The VIX is low, right? Protection's cheap. Who needs it, right? Or what yeah. do you see? What are, what are the potential blips on the horizon here that maybe you should be like, I mean, it just... Does it pay that look at some of this cheap protection now? Yeah, it's really interesting because the VIX, as low as the VIX has been, you know, the the at least the S&P part of the market has basically gone sideways to up, I think it's up about 3% in the last two months or something like that, as opposed to the, you know, the NASDAQ's up more like 10%. But it's been going sideways and the VIX has been low historically, but it's not been nearly low enough to represent how little movement there's been in the market, right? So, um, and part of that, I think, was that skew, I think we've talked about this on the show before. So there were still put buyers, you know, like with, with the lack of movement in the market, think about like the story backdrops we've had over that two months of the market not moving. We still kind of had the remnants of the banking crisis, right? It was kind of, you know, it was going to down to the first republics and all, but that wasn't enough to move the market. And then you had the debt ceiling stuff. Uh-huh. You still had like the, you know, like the Fed, what's the Fed going to do next? Think about how many of those things have just been removed, right? We kind of like even this jobs number in a few minutes, it's kind of less important, right? Because we, we the Fed has sort of indicated that they're, they're going to chill this month, right? And so that makes every number maybe that cpi is less important i mean unless you saw something shocking so you're starting to remove some of those things that people were probably buying that cheap put protection from for and what that means is you're probably going to see you know barring any sort of big news story coming up you're probably going to see vol further compress and when vol further compresses it further compresses realized vol in the market It, it you know like it weighs down the market and, you know, I was looking before I came on, I was looking at like sort of the SPY chart over the next month. Um, you know, weekly vol in the SPY is like 10 or 11, which is really low. That's pricing like less than a 1% move a week, right? Mm-hmm. And like even looking out on the chart, uh, you, you, there's like a slight blip out at the CPI and the FOMC meeting as there is mm-hmm. every month now. You know, there's like a little bit more volatility that month or that week. But even out to there, you know, the market's pricing like a one and a half percent move. It's like tiny moves. Right. And so that's what we're seeing is just that further and further compression. And until something dislodges that, like with a big news story, inflation, you know, uh, the types of things like a banking, you know, bubble up until that happens, like it's a really slow grind market. And, okay, uh, real quick, I just because we're yeah. coming up against a jobs number, we yeah. got an early. This is our, our first Friday. We're gonna have an early, you know, quad witch uh, two weeks from today. Yeah. Uh, any comments here? Just the way it, you know it's positioning in the month, and uh, you know, just as maybe just a slow roll north until we get some fireworks that week. Just got yeah. comments on. Uh, that's what, uh, the quad witch. That's what I would suspect. That slow grind is basically what the options market is pricing. 
that that kind of quad witching week, like it can be the one week out of that kind of month that you see some action and you see some, you know, generally to the downside a lot of times if you have a this type of market. But then I was thinking like the other the other aspect of this is it could be like the pin of all pins, you know, like if you have that much options ex premium expiring this month and, you know, you've seen the VIX go from 20 to 15, like it could be the type of thing where the market just gets absolutely pinned by all of huh. this gamma in the market. And you could see like a VIX at 12 and like the market unable to like even move 1% a week. And then you've got to wait for all of that gamma to clear out, meaning all of that stuff expires. And then it might open up stuff the week after, right? So that's one of the possibilities with a big expiration is it kind of cleans out the, 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 pulp. the pipes. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh -huh. All right. Excellent. Like always, guys, check out Options AI. You guys see there, I've been checking out the tools, CC, and I love it. Uh, and one little announcement, it. Mitch, yeah. we are, uh, we just released an iOS app. Uh, the Broker nice. app is now an iOS. So if people want to go check that out, leave good reviews, everything. Definitely links right there in the description for you guys. Check yep. out Option AI and look, get your app now. We'll see you next time, CC. Thanks, CC. Right. Right. Great love to see you guys. Always. All right, let's get ready for, of course, what? We got some numbers coming out at 8.30. We got unemployment rate. We got non-farm payrolls that will be coming in. And you guys see it here. There's a couple of numbers coming in. It's not just two. Um, so pay attention. There could be some change here. Of course, I'm looking at unemployment rate. That's going to be interesting for me. Consensus is 3.5 prior 3.4. What will we see here? Will we see unemployment rise, right? Non-farm payrolls will also give us insight on there. Consensus is 180,000. Prior was 253,000. So not, not expected to come over that, of course. Actually expected to get quite a cut. So we'll see what happens there on non-farm payrolls about to hit at 8.30. All right. We got the algo jumpers in here. A little bit of a sell-off off the pre-market high. Pre-market high stands at 52.50. Not much there unless you use the pivot point formula, but I don't know if people use that anymore. Really no resistance in the, in the S&Ps above this high. It doesn't mean there's not going to be sellers at some point, but uh, things open up over 42 52 50 um on the downside i mean we we had a nice rally we had a nice rally overnight we took out the high of the year at uh 43 and a quarter so you know if they want to punch it through there then we got some downside here to the pre-market low uh but uh we'll see i mean nice uh nice gains ahead of it the market just seems to not really care about this number but we will find out in about 50 seconds i know triple mm. d is going wide here uh s and p's as i said uh, you know a few ticks above of the horizon just just you want a story here t verizon going down here right now t-mobile amazon is in talks to offer mobile service to its prime customers so Amazon looking like they're trying to get into uh, T-Mobile, Verizon, T and uh, yeah. and uh, AT and T's business here. Yep. So it looks like this came out of Bloomberg, um, and so you know how Bloomberg is probably one of the best there, especially when it comes to rumors. So definitely would pay attention to that. Uh, we could see that continue to get hit. Um, the one that I expect to also take a major hit, of course, AT&T, right? I mean, let's just be honest. Oh. They've been struggling to keep their business live there, and this isn't going to help. Okay. All right. We are. It's imminent. Let's see what we get. Let's see what we get. Here we here. go. Okay. Uh, first, first move is down. Mm -hmm. More down. I are mean, we we've been climbing uh, in the in the morning, right? So it could just be a nice little. Is the number back. even out yet? Um, somebody has it, right? I'm I'm trying to get it here, team. I'll get you guys as soon as I see it. All right. I mean, they took a little dip down. Non-farm payrolls coming in here, 283,000 versus 160,000. So that was closer to the prior, right? Um, and then that was private non-farm. Non-farm uh, payrolls for May, 339,000 versus 180,000 prior, 294,000. So big jump in non-farm payrolls with a big spike here. Let's see the unemployment here. 37 
versus a 3.5% expected reading, 3.4 prior. Remember, we've been hearing a lot from kind of Jerome Powell that he expects unemployment rate to maybe get to 4%. That's 3.7. Not bad. Um, definitely seeing that start to jump, but it's nothing that really scares me right now. The market could pull back a little bit on this number, yeah, I feel, they, they, but you know what? I don't it think was, it's going to uh, be that scary. The initial algo jumpers, uh, they got it wrong. They sold it off a little bit. We're basically right where we were when the number came out. So right now we're looking at this as really not a big report. We couldn't make a new pre-market high uh, as we speak. And I, I don't I'll be interested to hear what Dennis has to say because little dip, you could have bought the dip there, a little bit of a sell the rip, and we're like I said, they're just buying back. all dips. It's just yeah. like they're so FOMO. Yeah, they don't so even they're not even here. worried about it jumping. No, that's a I know. significant We're at jump. this market here where they don't care anymore. They're all about AI. So the market doesn't really care. They think inflation is in check and they think that the Fed's kind of, you know, if they go one more, so what? We're kind of past it. They're looking yeah, past all this now, which is unbelievable. But that's where we're at. The market's in full FOMO. The market thinks AI is going to change the entire world, which it might. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be for the better, but it might change the entire world. But, I mean, you get a big jump here. The initial algos hit it on it because they're still yeah. pricing in. Oh, we're so scared of, you know, um, the Fed. And, I mean, here we are, non-farm payrolls up. You'd think, like, the market could potentially get hit on this. But, no, they bought it right back. And yep. it, it kind of helps the the narrative what the Fed has been telling us, right? They've been saying that unemployment will start to kind of rise so if anything, it's just more along same thing that they're planning, right? They almost plan to see this jump up towards the uh, Powell has mentioned that 4% multiple times. And now we're at 3.7. So if anything, I feel like it just keeps us in the line thinking that inflation is coming down and that the Fed is achieving their initiative of getting that inflation down. Yeah, CC made the comment that uh, you know he thought they were going to back off at this report, but uh, this, but I mean, what do we have on on the Fed tool there? It's still it's still showing another quarter, correct? I'll take a look. I know that takes like about seven minutes to update, to update. there. Okay. Um, I always look at the the thing at the. It bottom was like seventy, wasn't it, for another quarter? It was like it was up there. Yeah. So right now, what it was was current was seventy four point nine percent, and that was at seven twenty three Central Time. So in about seven minutes, Good I'll changing. have the 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 data update there, and I'll be able to tell us exactly how it changed. Really cool tool. From the report. Where do we get that tool, Mitch? Where do we get that? CMEgroup.com, really cool uh, and you can just search it on uh, your Google, just FedWatch tool, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I'll make it life easy, right? There you guys have it. There's the link. You guys can just click the link. Fantastic. In the Thank you, Money Match. All right. Yeah. I mean, the sellers gave it one really weak attempt. Weak, and, uh, weak, yep. weak sellers. Yep. yep. Yeah. Real yep. quick, real quick. And then I, I think, you know, one thing that happened yesterday, Dennis, and I think you and Joel probably saw it, right, is that we started to even started seeing a little bit of a flip. People were like, oh, no, but maybe we're getting tech pullbacks. But it was kind of a, a little bit of a buy the dip moment because yeah. stocks kind of ripped off. Now now you're feeling what? The FOMO, right? And oh, yeah. I think that that's how a lot of traders will be trading today, feeling that FOMO as these stocks are just rocketing off. And we don't really know when the next turn is going to be, but AI is driving everything higher. Driving the bus here. You're absolutely correct. I mean, this is where we're at. And it's just this FOMO has taken over the market here right now. Nobody cares about inflation. Nobody cares about a lot of other things. The economic data points are finding a reason to buy on no matter what. I mean, QQQ is breaking out to new 50 or new these new 2023 high. SPY breaking out to new 2023 high. IWM has been lagging. We know that. Um, but at least it's showing some life. I like the life it was showing here yesterday. I mean, you know, I, I bought Salesforce.com yesterday on the dip. Like I'm using earnings dips to rebuild the portfolio here because right now it's telling me that the bear thesis is wrong. I mean, I can change in a hurry. But right now, if you're sitting in all cash, your ones, maybe you're scratching your head, but two, you could even be panicking. All, All right. right. Let's, Go let's ahead. I just want some more reports here. What, what you yeah, got, Joel? Yeah, we got a lot to cover. Yeah, let's get to Asana. First one here. I think it's an interesting one. Of course, tech stock, right? Um, and maybe could get some AI boost. I don't know too much about what they said on their report. It looks like it came down right back up. EPS came in here at a loss of nine cents, beating the loss estimate of 18 cents. Sales of 152.41 million 
beat the 150.55 million estimate. Uh, they did give at least Q2 rev, uh, EPS looking better, but still in the negative there. Um, so we're looking to see when Asana can start making some cash here. Uh, but is this a company that you guys would be looking at? I think on pullbacks are getting a so so I'm still of the opinion I'm buying tech on dips, mm -hmm. not buying anything ever on rips. It's just not in my formula of making money over my 23 years to be chasing stocks. But what I tweeted out the other day, I think holds here still. I'm using you know strength and really weak sectors to sell, like I sold my coals, mm -hmm. and I'm using weakness in strong sectors like CRM, buying CRM yesterday into the dip. I actually wanted to buy CrowdStrike yesterday too. I just got sidetracked there and I never got back to CRWD and it honestly just went up too fast. I mean, it was at the low and by the time I got done with my day trading by 9.45, 9.50, that thing was already back up 10 bucks. So you had to like, you know, net stop day trading, go throw an order in your long-term account, you know, and my long-term account, you know, takes a back seat to my trading always. So I just didn't get there in time and I'm like, crap. You know, I wanted to buy CRM and CrowdStrike. I had it written down yesterday. I could go look at my list wherever it is. There was another one that was dipping yesterday too that I wanted to buy. Where was it, Money Mitch? Who was dipping yesterday? I lost my sheet from yesterday. CRM was dipping. CrowdStrike was There was dipping. another one too. It was three on my list. I know it wasn't Dollar General. <laughs> oh, um, I was looking at Okta. But I didn't like Okta. So Okta was the other one. Yeah. And Okta. I thought about it, you know, when it got into the low 70s. And I, there was another one, too. There was even another one. Oh, AI we talked about. I wasn't buying that one. But look, it bounced right at the 30. We talked, you know, 30 is a logical bounce point for that. Look, it bounced right at Psychological level, yeah. Nice and sometimes these markets that. just trade very simply with these levels. Uh, I was looking at the Asana. Good old uh, Duskin Moskovitz is uh, doing a little bit better here. But I, I, I like the tactical setup on this one. And the reason I do is because, you know, the pre-market high was close to 20. Well, throughout the pre-market high and pre-market low, they got a little crazy there. Uh, but you got two highs. You had sellers at 24, two days in a row. Uh, you punch through there. You're not really looking like at a, at a big gap or a gap fill here. So I think on this one, you look right instead of left. You hold 24, you know, tight stop maybe and see if it can run back up, get up to that pre-market high. But uh, I like that 24 and I'm like that it came back down to that area. So we'll see if old resistance acts as new support in Asana. People asking multiple about ARC. You know, we did give, you know, that we kind of like the quadruple bottom. We talked about ARKK, which has held. Money Mitch, are you still in ARKK? Yes, yes. Riding job, it, baby. Was talking about that last week. Would yeah. it get to growth? It looks like we started seeing growth take off there. It, it um, hasn't been easy. I mean, there is pullbacks no. continuously here um, since we talked about the quad bottom. Then stock was around, I think the ETF, I guess it is, 38.20. Um, and then it caught the big pop up to like 41. Well, then it gave you the check back. And that was the buying opportunity back at 38.16 and 38.38. And then now it's continued higher here. So I think you get more check backs. But right now, I'm not putting ARC in my long-term portfolio because I just, you know, I couldn't invest with Kathy. I think just the way she invests is just, a, I just don't think she's a good money manager. But I tell you that, that there's trades and opportunities. I do think there's a catch-up trade for some of the Kathy-type stocks. And that's why I do like ARC as a trade here right now. I think there's room to 44, 45. I think it's going to be choppy getting there, though. I don't think it's going straight there. A little extra information. I've been keeping an eye on ARK Invest in the last 10 days, uh, positions that she's increased, decreased from, right? She's increased 50.17 million from PATH, uh, increase on Zoom, 21.56, Palantir, Twilio, Tesla, Coin, Roku, Square, and Shop. Those are names that she's been adding She's uh, on That's to all so, the losers. Like that's what she's yeah. the weakest. She's the, the contrarian of all contrarians. When it's really going down, that's what she likes the most. I mean, every time they have a really bad report, did she add to Salesforce yesterday or buy Salesforce? No, I don't have it on the list. I don't have it on the list there. So it it, it would tell me if she's increased. But I mean, the Roku, which amount. which I feel Roku is still like TiVo Part Two. I think it's eventually going a lot lower. Not a fan at all. But I mean, I, I kind of like the chart now. The chart don't look bad though. So, I mean, as a trader, really there's room to 65. I don't like the long-term story here on Roku. I ha I did put Square in the long-term portfolio. Um, it's it's up. I'm up a little bit in it. I'm torn. The chart's starting to look a little more a little more productive here. Um, PayPal's starting to turn a little bit, too. Like I said, if PayPal starts to turn, Square will turn faster. So, a long on Square is like a leverage play, basically, on PayPal here at this point in time. Um, 
I think there's room with Square. I, I don't know if I'm in love with the story long term, but I just feel like tech's moving here right now. So I'm picking up some tech that hasn't gone yet. And maybe that's going to be the bad play, but I feel like there's a lot of tech, and that's the ARKK2, that could play a catch-up trade here yet. You know, sneaky AI trades. Even to uh, Sean Emery's point, who's a fantastic guest, by the way. You know, he was talking about Fiverr. Here's a stock making a new, here's a tech stock making a new 52 week low. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to turn it around or not. I did not take a position in this one, but I was looking at it, thinking about it. And I'm like, well, you're at a tech stock. I just, I don't know what's going on, why it's making new 52 week lows in this really strong tech environment. So that scares me a little bit, but he believes they're going to be a big AI player. So, you know, he was talking on the show yesterday. So, you know, it's, yeah. there's definitely some potential tech stocks that haven't gone yet. Well, there's uh, one tech stock that I'll bring up in probably the disaster stock of the day. Let's go to Sentinel-1 okay. as their EPS uh, at a loss of $0.15 cents beats the loss of $0.17 cent estimate. Sales of $133.4 million misses the $136.63 million estimate. They do see Q2 revenue at $141 million versus 151.92 million estimate and then also bringing down their fiscal year 24 revenue outlook 590 million on the low end 600 to the high end versus an estimate here of 638.49 million estimates so bad guidance uh, they were able to beat on eps but missed also on sales i think spinner said it right great sector just company wrong just they're just wrong company know. is this the aap strikes? in in <laughs> well yeah security? it is kind of mitch it is now does that mean you know this thing can't turn around and bounce it? i mean you got you're going to challenge the 52 week low and uh, you took it yeah you, yeah so yeah. i mean that's if you're buying it i when stocks are making new 52 week lows i always say you got to go but you've got a 52 week low you could lean on so if you really want to come in and say, I think we could get a potential buy the dippers coming in here. I don't know if this is my kind of stock because I lean towards money. Mitch, this might be the AAP of cybersecurity, but there's a low there, 1269. Got yeah, it's right there. And you got there. That's the old time low. Uh, you That's also all time got, low. Yeah, the old time wow, low. Hear a lot of tech stocks making new all time lows. Yeah, and uh, and then you got confirmation in the pre market, uh, 1270. So. Keep an eye on that. I mean, that's a good level. Uh, probably a better level to cover is short. But uh, if you tapped, in, you know, if you've been looking for that old time low, there it is. In uh, Sentinel One, just yeah. kind of hanging out. Someone's bringing some stock in here a little bit. They're patient. People are selling stock too. Trying to hold thirteen bucks on this one. Uh, S and P's are uh, still chugging higher here. Oh. Uh, in the forty-two fifty handle, they're just. Like I said, that like the name of the show, Jobs Data. Like, who cares, right? This is a momentum yeah. market. And we're we're just metal to the upside. A little this. better cybersecurity stock. Let's go to Zscaler. Uh, sure. A little bit better story there. EPS forty-eight cents, beating the forty-two cent estimate. Sales of a four hundred and eighteen point eight million beats the four hundred and fifteen point six six million estimate. This is one that I, I maybe take a look at today. Um, it definitely is getting a little bit of a, a jump here, but I, I can see some resistance coming through. I know Joel will be watching it. What yeah. happened back in May, May 4th or May 5th? I guess it was May 5th. Let's take a look at that. went from 90 up to 110 basically in a day. What was what happened that? then? Is that Palo Alto earnings, earnings, maybe, or something? Well, I, I, maybe there was a like, was it a rumor of a takeover or anything like that? Like that looks bigger than just a sympathy move here on the chart. That's why I was like, let's go That's to our trusty really Benzinga move. Pro because Pro is usually pretty good at you know tracking all this stuff. It's That's nice interesting. To go back good in the catch. Pro, type in Zscaler, and it'll tell you the move. So I'm saying it's gonna be about May the fourth. So I'm going back to my Pro right now. May yeah, four. I'm thinking Joel might be right with Pan W earnings, but I'm gonna just take a look here. I'm trying to grab it too. Yeah, it went from 89.46 to 107.92. It's May the 5th to May the 8th. So it could have been May the 8th. There's a lot of news. Oh, it's revenue raised guidance. Oh. So they raised preliminary guidance on May. So we knew that's why maybe mm -hmm. go. they raised guidance. guidance. So it was a preliminary guidance raise on the morning nice of the 8th. And that's when you had the big pop, raised full year guidance. So they like that. The market likes guidance raises. 
Trusty yeah. Benzinga Pro. Got a good level. Another good level in this one. Uh, one or, or three, uh, 138 or 137 and a half. That's two of the last highs from the last three sessions. You did sneak above it in the pre-market when you went to 38.83. But uh, there's your, your setup. You clear that 137.50. And I'm not really looking much at the pre-market high. But I got a quad. If you want a nice juicy target in this one, I see a quad of highs uh, right around 143. So, Clear that double top and maybe get a look at 143 in Zscaler. That's a big move and uh, getting a nice reaction, kind of getting rewarded twice. First, they raise guidance and then uh, they oh, actually love it when that happens. Eh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, it seems like there was uh, resistance there, but I also see a big resistance on this stock. It's been turned around from it. Five below we're talking about. Let's take a Ooh. look into five below EPS here. 67 cents beats the 63 cent estimate. Sales of 726.2 million misses the 728.04 million estimate. They do see Q2 net sales 755 million to 765 million versus a 768.22 million estimate. So slightly down there on Q2 net sale outlook. So they're shopping at the $5 stores, but they're not shopping at the dollar stores anymore. Is that what's going on here? Because I mean, it was a miss, though. below becoming six below? Because there got to be some inflation pushing those margins a little bit here. When's, when do they got to jack up the price? Because isn't everything in the store $5 or less? Isn't that their angle? Yeah, that's the angle. That's the angle, right? So it's yeah. going to become 10 below eventually because of inflation? Or you might have to look for new products, right? Remember the dollar store went to a dollar and a quarter, didn't they? Or dollar yeah. fifty? Most Definitely. of those dollar stores aren't a dollar anymore. Dollar I, I don't think – I think this is just telling us, right? I mean, if dollar stores are struggling, five below is struggling, where's the consumer going to? Got a nice pop. Got over 180 here. Yeah, so if you were selling the rip there, but uh, once again, you got a you just got a nice reset here uh, from uh, the daily price action. The daily price action tells you to keep an eye on 177. Let's call it 70. That splits your three and four day highs. Gets through that area, then you work your way up into the 180 handle. But first things first, let's uh, let's take out those. Uh, Pair highs uh, from uh, the last few sessions, right at 177.70. And will charge point finally break long-term trend? We'll see today as uh, they're reporting earnings here. Q1 adjusted EPS at a loss of 15 cents. Beats the loss of 17 cent estimate. Sales of 130.3 million beat the 128.14 million estimate. They see Q2 revenue 148 million to 158 million versus 165.29 million estimates. So seeing Q2 revenue slightly down. I don't ten know, bucks, is there an ten AI bucks. Story here bucks. somehow on Charge Point. I guess. I guess autonomous drive. They're gonna go gas up. I don't know. I, I'm trying. This to, is, I, this I, well, is I like the, to stick to the AI stories more than anything right now. So the potential AI stories. The the real reason why I kind of like Charge Point down here is because we got to think about it overall, right? If we're really gonna go into this big EV adoption phase, there needs to be charging stations already established. The structure, the infrastructure needs to be there for the massive adoption, right? And so will this take some time? I think it might take some time, but charge points near the lows, right? And I think that now's the time when we can start looking in the dumpster for growth stocks. So I, I don't know. I haven't I, taken a shot I'm on with charge you there. point. I'm but not I'm, shorting I'm taking this a thing. I'm not in the, in the business of shorting any tech stock right now. Again, buying tech on dips, selling you know other stuff on reps has been you know the recipe for success so far, at least in the last month. I think that can continue. It is tech stock. You know, I, I think they classify this as a tech yeah, stock and whatever so. you could put it. So you know, you got a quad bottom, nine thirty, nine thirty-five. Could you come in here and buy the dip on this? Make money? I think you probably could. I probably lean on that double bottom, not a, not a triple bottom. I thought it was triple. It's double bottom, 930, 934. Maybe a lean. Oh, there. those are pretty close to each other. Yeah, I, I think at this one, I would approach it. You know, it's down 28 cents. I'd approach this as like, you know, show me a, a, a solid 10 bid. You know, there's been resistance going back in April. Got up there three, you know, just below that kind of three sleepy highs here, right at the 980, 990 level. That tells me someone's uh, someone's looking at uh, wiggle out around 10. But, you know, 
trying, I don't think you're going to get a gap fill here at uh, 852 today off this report, but I can see this having some legs if it gets above 10 bucks and the uh, pre-market just kind of quiet, 250,000 shares of traded. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to do a little bit of some ticker time. We're going to look inside kind of the dumpsters where we're looking for. If you guys have stocks you guys want to check out, tell us what you guys want to see. Let's get to trade zero. All right, let's Could go be. ahead. Let's take a look. Let's see what we're seeing right now. We'll go to the net change up. We can also take a look at stocks that you guys are watching. I did start taking a little bit of some shots yesterday in growth stocks. I'm just looking what really else buy? deeper. So I, I went for LAZR, um, which is a LIDAR play, of course. They, yeah. they have a partnership with NVIDIA, uh, GM. So things like this is what I'm looking I kinda for. I kind of like this, like um, these plays. I like these sleepy you know, tech plays that haven't gone yet. Yeah, um, so. Just because we're setting up. I did some up work too. So um, just in the last day nice. or two, because you know what? Sleepy tech play hasn't gone yet. Um, you know, Fiverr, you know, is what Sean was talking about. Upwork kind of, you know, similar. Yeah, and, they're talking about AI though, maybe actually hurting these, you know. Well, there's like, a potential of that too. But if you go yeah. on their sites, they talk about AI helping them, you know, to AI, you know, finding people with AI, you know, skills. So they're trying to spin it. So there is that too. Mm -hmm. And that's a thought process too. I just think the charts are starting to look more constructive here. I think uh, Money Mitch is with me too. I'm just looking for like sleepy tech plays that really are beaten up. I mean, if you look at like an Upwork, May 4th, yeah, the capitulatory sell-off down to 656 wow. where everybody said, I can't take it anymore. It's going to zero. And now you've been in consolidation station here for the better part of a month. So all I think is starting to perk up. I think there might be room to 10. So take it from 8 to 10. That'd be a pretty good trade. I don't know, but that would be my target. if I And I'm in it right now, so that is my target, 10 bucks. Uh, I'd like to see uh, a formation similar to what you had uh, last week. where you, I mean, you definitely had a large buyer here at the 760 to 770 area. Four lows in a row right in that area. Then you finally got the pop. Now where, you know, maybe they get, in, you know, they're enough of stock at 770. Maybe they bump it up to eight bid, you know, an eight bid, eight, 10 bid. But uh, uh, just looking at this one, if you can clear what eight and a quarter was the high from yes, uh, going back. And then you took that out yesterday. This thing's open on the upside. I wouldn't want to be short at your next daily high. You're contending with doesn't come in until nine 53 S leaking here a little bit. We hit a pre-market high of 5257, just a little bit of a leak, but as long as we stay above that 42 or 43 and a quarter, we just went through it just for a tad. Uh, off the number, but that's a good number. The uh, the former high of the year needs to act as support in this market. What else you got from Trade Zero? All right, let's catch up. Um, let's do some chat talk too. I, I want to get them into there. So sure. of course, uh, Carvana wants to uh, oh, got a nice little push yesterday. Um, yeah. This was one that I was talking about it when it was right here setting up for the move. I played it that day for the break to the upside, um, but I sold it too early. It was not a swing. It was just Welcome a day to my trade. Story. Um, so Story you guys can life. see it. I pushed, I sold it into the 13s while it's now up there almost a 17 double top there though. It seems like we're getting a double top near the 1690s. What do you guys see? It, it's, on? this has got such high short interest. You just have to watch it. I mean, I can't come in here and, you know, it's Carvana eventually, you know, going to, you know, go a lot lower, I think long-term, but right now they're squeezing them right now. We're in this bull market here, especially for anything that's beat up. You know, they've, Think about this as, you know, some people are, you know, thinking this is a short squeeze play and I'm not going to fight that. So I'd be cautious being short this right now. Uh, flat on the session. I don't really see any good levels here. I, oh, yeah, I do. Uh, Mitch is mentioning right. that 1677 was your high going back on February 8th. And then you got there again, 1690. So, not you know, 90 cents away from there. That's a good target. See if you can take that out. We got some the, chemical companies that are really popping here. So, DD mm -hmm. and CC, you see them both in here um, back to back. These are huge moves for these companies. Apparently, oh. there's some PFAS settlement with the U.S. water system. So, there was like some comprehensive settlement. I don't know anything about that. But this is the reason that you're seeing these two stocks along. Um, another one there is Corteva. 
CTBA, it's popping a little bit on this too, but DD, big pop. That's a huge move for DD, up 6%. And CC's up 15% here right now. What so about Eastman big, big Chemical? What about Eastman Chemical? Does that fall in there? Uh, I don't know how who's in the settlement, who's not. I don't, I'm not following oh, that story. Okay, so not, I think this I mean, is more company-specific stuff okay. here. Happening. Wow, that's the biggest move I've seen in DuPont. Oh, what do they break the company up? They put it back together. They break it up again. That's a big move here, up six percent. Yeah, we'll see what usually happens. those are those are selling. Yeah, seventy-two thirty-eight. We'll keep an eye on that one. Oh, seventy-two looks like you you stalled there. So keep an eye on seventy-two bucks. Even if you open above there, make sure you if you're buying this one, you're looking for seventy-four. Make sure seventy-two. I like that. I, I think we've got to go back to the disaster stocks of the day here. <laughs> it's AT and T, Verizon, and T Mobile. These things are getting just walloped right now t-mobile is right now down uh seven percent here this is the biggest move down for t-mobile that we've had in probably a couple of years i don't remember the stock being down seven percent a very long time verizon is down 5.7 percent right now and at&t is down six percent they're killing these things they did not see this coming they did not think amazon which is trading higher here because it looks once again like they're expanding into other industries that continued exactly. growth of amazon into everything but I mean, if you're all of a sudden going to be a you know a telecom provider here, I mean they're moving into this sector. I oh. mean, AT and T and Verizon were already in a lot of trouble. They don't want to compete with Amazon. Nobody wants to compete with Amazon. But T-Mobile wasn't was the one that was really grabbing market share from from Verizon, and that's why T-Mobile has been so good for so long as they've continued to grab market share from the from AT and T and Verizon. But now you bring Amazon into this pool. Well, I don't even know what that means, if that's true. And again, I don't have confirmation here. Bloomberg is breaking the story. We don't have confirmation. This is actually all accurate here, but Bloomberg's usually pretty good. I mean, uh -huh. wow. T-Mobile down 10 bucks. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, we've seen the short-term effect in, uh, when uh, Amazon comes into this. This is probably a little bit easier than their last endeavor. The street's been right with this thing. No investors have mm -hmm. been selling this thing off since uh, mid-April. And I just want to look at the scene of the crime. Uh, former low of the move, 133.71. So uh, use that as, as resistance. And the monthlies, wow, one, there's three monthly lows in the 130 area. We've traded below that. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, some people just come in for a quick windfall and not even waiting to see if uh, if Amazon does it. But uh, surely, man, this thing uh, had a nice last two days, giving it all back. New low for the move. You don't want to see that on a day when the market's making new highs for the year. And please don't call me Shirley. <laughs> we'll nah, see what softball else. up the middle right <laughs> that's an old one all right it's uh 8 58 we're gonna wrap it up here for trade zero like always you guys can check out of course if you guys are looking for an extensive short in inventory and are looking for shorts to watch definitely check out our page there on trade zero throwing up here in the chat Let's go ahead and wrap up the market. Take a look at what Joel is seeing. Final levels here. Yeah, final um, levels of the day. Uh, the upside is murky because there's nothing in there. I can show the S&Ps here. Uh, we got to go. We got to extend the chart here. You know what I find very interesting here? What? Is the mega caps attacker going down. You got Microsoft is, is red. It's like these things move Rotation, off. Once they baby. start buying everything else, and today is like a bank day. Today is like an IWM day. Today is an oil day. They're like, wait a second. We're going old school. We're buying value here today. And they're selling Microsoft. Microsoft is red. Meta is red. Google is red. Amazon's up. We know why Amazon is up because they are obviously, you know, talking about this telecom. And Apple's, oh, Apple's holding green. That's an exception. Netflix is barely green here. What's Tesla doing? And they're looking at Tesla. Tesla like Tesla's IWM still trading now. up two bucks. But you got yeah, Microsoft, Meta, and Google that have all went red here. Now, they were all green this morning. So they've all turned red. And that's the reason is that the IWM, they don't like to all go up together. They were doing a little bit yesterday, but IWM trading up 1.18%. They're like, wait a second. Maybe we're buying value today. Uh, it's IWM. I'm just going to look at that high from last week, and that's that. I think that would give you the 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 go signal if you can clear that high from last week at 180. We're still we're up two bucks. We're still two bucks away. Uh, for the S and P's, like I said, there's uh, there's light uh, resistance up here, so we'll use the pre market high and follow through through the pre market high for. Uh, I, I got a target up here of uh, 4281. That would be a 
real nice juicy target uh, uh, based off the nine-day average trading range. On the downside, he's still got to keep an eye on that 43 and a quarter, former high of the year. Will old resistance act as new support today? We will find out. Folks, thanks for joining us here on this Friday, and everyone have a great weekend. Have a good one, Joel. Definitely keep up with Joel, of course. Pre-market prep plus. And of course, you guys got the closing print that starts at 3.30. Don't miss it, team. Smash the like. Uh, we got a couple more comments here. Uh, we'll take an outlook. Um, Dennis, I took my shot on Intel yesterday. Did you buy Intel? I got that on the pullback. I was looking for pullbacks. I was like, come on, Intel. Come yeah, back to you me. you know what? Come I back to me. On, I don't mind it here. And again, I think I'm going to end up getting called away because I got lower calls written on this thing now. Um, yeah. I wrote them in the money, which I don't usually do that, but I was anticipating it falling. Um, now it's got the pop back up, so now I'm in trouble. I'm gonna get called away. Um, I like it at 30. You know, I think yeah. 31. I, I'd love a pullback to 30. You, you know, you may be early, but maybe you don't get the shot down there either. Sometimes you know you got to strike early if you really want it, and you're gonna get the shot. I think Intel could be, you know, a sleepy turnaround story here. So I mean, the valuation is there. I like it better than I did a couple of weeks ago. We'll put it that much. When I was writing those covered calls, I was like, ah, this thing's rallied up. This thing's been a dog of all dogs. I'm going to write some calls here. If they call me away, so be it. Now I'm like, I don't know if I want to get called away here anymore. Yeah. So pulls back to 30. Maybe I'll cover my call or actually in, uh, cover my calls and ride this thing long. We'll see. I haven't decided yet, but right now I'm I'm hedged. Yeah, I was looking for below 31s yesterday, and I just had to take a piece. So I, I started at 31.35, and I agree with you. 30 definitely seems like a lot better uh, psychological spot for the pullback. And you can see this on the daily, kind of a little bit of a trend line. I always look for stocks to pop above trend lines, come back to it, and then take off. Um, they call it at the throwback look. We'll see if we get that opportunity, Intel, um, and different names. Um, and then I also took a shot on Square. Um, so I just oh, you're taking... in Square with me too. We're riding the yep. Square together. I mean, that's a nice looking chart. Nice I bottom don't like the levels, chart man. right now. I know it's constructive. That's what I'm saying. Like the upwork is a similar chart. It's like these sleepy little consolidations. I'm like, did they start buying all these laggard tech stocks? That, I think that's there's a play a, there. That's so what I'm thinking So short leash too. on these, I think, money, Mitch. I don't exactly. think we can marry the Squares or the upworks. I think on the Square... Your stop out points probably below that 57.78 low on the Upwork one that I just talked about. I think I'm stopping mm -hmm. up below that 754 low. So the problem is this market gets choppy and ends up stopping us out sometimes too. Yeah. So sometimes when you get stopped out, sometimes you should be buying it. But I don't know. They're looking like there's life in some of these things. Yeah, and I think that that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, like you mentioned, stocks that have been sleepy. Sleepy. Maybe had a recent move, like yeah. a recent pop. And then I'm seeing just sideways action. What this gives us also is a level to risk off of. Like I what always else? say, I think you say it too. As long as we know our out plan, yeah, you could take a trade. Why yeah. not? You can take you can trade anything as long as you know where your out is. So you can put on anything. And I like it when they're bang, they've been killed, killed, killed. Now you're seeing life in tech. They're just sitting here bouncing, but starting to curl up. You know, the little curl up. Starting to curl a little bit on the chart. Yeah, I'm who's not a the huge pressure technician. on there? I don't have all the terms. I don't have all the technology. I just like a little curl it up, curl a little life, little life. That's where I'm interested here. So you're starting to see a little curl up in Square, a little curl up even in PayPal here, Mitch. Mm -hmm. I mean, a Square is, but being long Square is like being long PayPal to a certain exactly. extent, though. So, um, you know, it's in very it's, similar charts of what I'm talking did, about, yeah. right? Is that so, like, you see it here on the volume, right? So you see the slow, slow, slow. This is what I'm looking for. A stock that has a pop like this then went sideways and now has increasing volume into the recovery. So that's the type of things that I'm looking for. Upwork, look at this. That spike down here of volume. That was that the capitulatory, is, like capitulation, classic capitulation. Everybody Exactly. And, and then what is that? That's shorts probably covering, right? Saying, I'm getting the hell out of this. And then what is this? Increasing volume on the up move. To me, that shows me more psychological of buyers stepping into the yeah, name. Yeah, shows now. me life. Yeah, shows and life. I don't right? use the volume. Maybe I should use it more because I see, I get the story you're talking. But you see what I like? I just like the little bit of curling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just let's the go curl curling. Action. You know, I'm Canadian. I like to curl. <laughs> let's go curling. A little let's sweep action, up. baby. Check. Oh, a little bit of life. Now maybe it just becomes death. Maybe you know something happens and it doesn't work out, and that's okay. I mean, trades are okay. You're going to lose on some of these. We don't. We definitely don't win 100% of the time. We don't win 90% of the time, 80, 70, maybe 60. I've never really calculated my win ratio, but I think it's probably in the 50s.
So I and, probably and, calculated out as probably in the 50s. So that's almost half the time you're still losing. You're just taking educated guesses and looking for, you know, when some momentum starts after, you know, the death. I love turns, you know, these are turn trades. These aren't like, you know, your classic, you know, technicians can be like, oh, we only buy uptrends or downtrends. This isn't a downtrend still overall. You know, mm-hmm. so we, I always am like more of a turn trader, like where I'm trying to find where is it starting to turn? You know, where is the uptrend start to look like it might actually start to break and we might actually get some going? Because, you know, a lot of these stocks have been so sold for so long. A lot of them are very oversold, even though some of these are bad companies and some of them probably are. That doesn't mean a bad company can't go up, you know, if you start to get, you know, some, you know, momentum going in the overall market. Rising tide lifts all ships, hoping the rising tide continues. We'll see if the lags come into play. Like always, relationships, relationships, relationships. Have a good one, Dennis. You enjoy your weekend. We will see you like always on Monday. Have a good day, man. Take care. All right, we're going to wrap it up here on pre-market prep. We'll bring you guys over to live trading action. I will start it off there. Ryan will be joining me in just a few minutes. We'll see what I'm able to get into. How can I continue in my prop account, continue on the small account challenge? Swings all looking good. Uh, the only one that's kind of break evens like LAZR. Uh, so we're going to continue to watch how these work. ARC is really one of my major kind of stocks to kind of keep an eye out for to see how growth names are moving. I'll keep an eye out on names like Unity, Shop, Roblox, Snow, names like this. I will definitely be on my watch. If you guys want to check that out, all you got to do is come over to live trading. That's starting up right now. And of course, don't miss it. We do got the book club coming back and I'm going to do a little bit of a morning session. Uh, So if you guys are not part of the book club, haven't been part of the book club, don't miss out your opportunity, of course. To continue with Japanese candlesticks, charting techniques, of course, we've been going through this book, learning some technicals, right? And I I got some great stuff that I want to talk about, um, support that we're seeing in the market. And what I love about this book is that we can compare it to the market today, the exact patterns that we're seeing. So if you guys want to go ahead and check that out, check me out on Sunday. We're going to do 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, So all you book members out there, I will be giving out an email also about this, but 9 a.m. Eastern, going to try a different time, Um, had some slight adjustments, Been I have like my baseball league, a lot of the times I get a little bit too close towards book club afternoon time, so I'm going to try the morning to see if we can get everyone there and accomplish, of course, our book club. This is completely extra, completely free for you guys out there. And I really do this so that we can all continue on our journey climbing up. I learn from these books. I hope you guys do too. Check it out, the book club. I'll throw up the link one last time. And now to get you guys over to live trading, that's starting up next, guys. Smash it up, team. It was a good one today.